the army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this, and bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. Good will I think? Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. <laughs> Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a This is Live at Five, Live at Five, yeah, Live at Five. In studio guest, uh, uh, Ryan Starr is with us today about an exciting project. Once again, another exciting project embarked upon uh, someone who's not even from here. <laughs> and we'll get into that and how Ryan got involved and what he's doing. What are you doing? Uh, but just a quick mention, because I know someone's jumping on a plane somewhere down going to Florida. Uh, our own uh, Dr. Michael Schwartz is a wanted man. And I wanted that or... We'll get into that a little bit. So, uh, so Ryan, give me, a, give me a couple of seconds, only because I got, I just want to just, uh, I didn't tell you this, but uh, some news today, uh, there's an article on news, news uh, check that, uh, the New York Post. Amazon is censoring COVID-related vaccine books, vaccine books, after feeling pressure from Biden's White House's White House, uh, you know, uh, uh, staff and so forth. And our own Dr. Michael Schwartz, who wrote Fauci's fiction uh, with in relation to the uh, you know, COVID-19 and how farcical it is. And he was one of the first guys to recognize that uh, has been subpoenaed. And uh, he also got a phone call from a very important man by the name of Alan, uh, attorney Alan Dershowitz uh, this this morning. Uh, so this article is on uh, the New York Post. Amazon censored COVID-19 vaccine books after feeling pressure once again from Biden's White House and our own uh, Dr. Michael Schwartz. I say that because Michael's just getting started in the whole uh, media realm. And uh, thanks, of course, to uh, to a couple of uh, uh, mutual friends. Uh, Michael's been on the show on and off, but he sent me this early today. So I wanted to share that with you. Uh, and and uh, we'll find out more as we go on. But in the, but uh, very important, like I said at the outset, we have uh, Ryan Starr. Uh, uh, any relation to Bart Starr, the the quarterback from the the no, from not the Bart Starr? Do not you know Bart Starr? Green Bay Packers. Red, yeah. There you go. You're a young guy. You know that. <laughs> it's a burden of the name. So I actually reached out to Councilman Cliff only because I know he's he he told you about this show. How, how did he approach you? What, let me let me do a. Let me see if I do a good uh, Councilman Cliff only for you. You know, you're doing a great job, uh, uh, but uh, what's your name again? Sorry, Ryan, <laughs> Ryan Starr. Uh, you should be on the local show. This is guy. He's, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Uh, his name is Glenn Curry, and uh, maybe you might want to talk to him. Is this something like that? I mean, he knows my name, but yeah. <laughs> All right, so Skate Park for Watertown, New York. Uh, you know, and you, you're not from here. You're, you're from California originally. Step up a little closer. Here, there, and everywhere, but yeah. And you're not an army brat. No. So what, are you in and out of prison? or? <laughs> no, <laughs> just, that's just how life has been thus far. 
I show up to the station and I see this beautiful transport bus. And I'm thinking either someone got arrested or whatever. And it's yours. You, you drive a really nice transport bus, something you'd see like a shuttle bus between airports and urban areas. That's very nice. Yeah, it's... Is that, it, diesel? Is that diesel? No, it's not. How does it ride in the winter, if you don't mind me? Like in the crappy weather we had three, four weeks ago or so. I only usually get stuck in the snow about once a year. Okay. But it's not too bad. You just have to be patient with it, I suppose. But you have that because your wife has a, uh, a, a kennel business or a dog grooming business? Yeah, yeah. she owns North Country Canine, which is dog training, boarding, daycare. And you do it all out of the bus? Or no, no. She's got a brick-and-mortar facility in Seaway Plaza. Right. You mentioned that. And, and how long has, she, has your wife had that business? Ooh, a couple of years. Three years? Going on four? And how, how has it been? It's good. Good. It's definitely a, a service that gets used a lot out here. We're, we're always busy. There. So you, you're, you're cleaning? You, you go to the actual... The, the dogs come to you or you go to the dogs? They come to, they come to our shop. Gotcha. Uh, but you know, your own bus, that's pretty impressive. And, I, and I've seen another... Bus similar, uh, similar business where they actually clean and groom the dogs in the bus. Yeah, and she's on Water Street, I believe. But you don't do that on the bus. No, the honestly, the van is just for our dogs and going to various dog events. Wow, she trials in a couple of different sports and. Are, are they like show dogs? No, um, no, they're sport dogs for the most part. Yeah, um, she. And she teaches some of the sports at the shop as well. Like really? Agility. She does a, a bite sport called French Ring, mm -hmm. which she's invited back for regionals again this year. So. Like hunting dogs or, you know, how they, you know. How they... Mm, no, um, the bite sport is like police dog kind of stuff. Right, right. Personal protection stuff. It's interesting you should say that because at Snowtown USA, someone I just talked to someone today that they, they had the ice sculpturing. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. But one of the sheriffs came out and got dressed up in what looks to be like a catcher's outfit or something you wear in a, in a you know in a in a hockey rink as a goalie, except he had it all over his body. Yeah. And they demonstrated how the dog attacks him. So is is that similar to what your wife does? Very much so. Really? But is your she, wife a badass or what? Yes. Okay. She is absolutely a badass. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, first of all, we'd like to talk to you about your business. Uh, on on uh, on the radio stations, uh, it would be remiss for me not to say that, especially <laughs> knowing that Jim Levin's. But it's good because it's a business I didn't know was literally right here uh, in Stateway Plaza. So that's good. But we're here, Ryan. Uh, you've been here for just a couple of years, and yet you've taken an active role in in creating Watertown's uh, not first skateboard park because, according to your Facebook page right now, less than a quarter of a mile from where we sit here. There is a skateboard park. It's been there for decades, made out of wood. The kids love it and whatnot. It's at the fairgrounds. Um, but you're looking at actually doing something that could take upwards of two years to build. For yep. uh, three hundred thousand, what's the what's the dollar amount again? We're shooting for about five hundred, half a million dollars. Yeah, and they then can after, go a lot more expensive for larger sizes, but I think we're trying to keep this manageable so far. Okay. Well, that's a lot of money to begin with. Yeah. Uh, and, you got, and you're planning on doing it at Sewell Island. Yes. Which is uh, pubs, you know, Pearl Street goes over Sewell Island, wh right where the mayor's bar is. Uh, it used to be where Bagley and Sewell were located, industrial part of town. There hasn't been anything there. It was a DEC nightmare, but apparently they cleaned all of that up. All the buildings are gone. What made you decide, or if it was someone else to decide, Sewell Island will be a perfect place for a skateboard park, Ryan? So when we pitched the whole project 
um, we came in with the, uh, the mindset where we'll give them four or five different ideas, largely ideas that the city already owned, so they didn't have to buy land. Mm -hmm. And um, that was one of them. And at the working meeting, Ken Mix really said that was probably what made the most sense. Everyone seemed to latch on to it, so hmm. that's how it was decided on. Because it's funny, uh, I, I, there's a guy by the name of SG, and uh, I know people are going to hit me over the head for bringing his name up. He's the dog park guy. We can call you the skateboard guy, Ryan? <laughs> sure. Is that, that's a good thing. That's not, you know. Uh, but he's a dog park guy because he's been advocating for a dog park at Thompson Park. And he called up yesterday from Henderson, Nevada, and he <laughs> heard that, you know, you were coming on the show. He says, well, why is he not doing it at Thompson Park? I said, well, there's a lot of development in Thompson Park. There's a lot of money and capital going to Thompson Park in recent years, which is good. But uh, not a dime's gone towards Sewell Island. So I can see this as, as a, yet a new destination, especially for the kids. So I yeah. think that's good reasoning, no? Yeah, I mean, there are a couple of reasons that Thompson Park wouldn't have worked. For starters, hmm, it would suck to skate there uphill. Skating from there is awesome. Right. Skating to there, riding your bike, would right. be terrible. Right. But, I mean, you're definitely right about investing in other parts hmm. of the Never city. Never thought of it that way. We're good. Like... I sound like a Coughlin printing ad. Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> I never thought of it that way. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Go ahead. I mean, it seems like most of the money is funneled into Thompson Park, but you've got parks all over town that aren't really getting any attention at all. Right. And plus, you've got the whole river development thing mm -hmm. that's been in the works since probably before I even got here. Oh, yeah. So yeah, they're, sure, sure. it's kind of lining up well as mm. far as the development, supposedly the money, and then our project. All right, so you said it right off the bat. Gravity works against kids going to a uh, a skateboard park, right? Well, up on top of the hill. Up on top of the hill, because kids get to a. I mean, can I just do a survey in my head real quick? Is it is it true that over nine nine out of ten kids that go to a skateboard park get that by way of bike and or skateboard? Certainly, the majority. Um, yeah. As you grow up, you start seeing you know some cheap cars with bikes on top right. or skateboards shoved in the back. But a lot of people do, mm -hmm. you know, ride to the parks. It's so great but, transportation. But but the, the first rule of thumb is if you're going to have a skateboard park, the people that are going to attend are going to get there on their own power. Yeah. So don't build it up on top of a hill. No. So, Unless it's a downhill park, which would be awesome. But that's not what we're shooting for. Yeah, there's no such thing because it, what goes up goes down, blah, blah, blah. So you want something that's level, something that hasn't been developed, it is the river is part of something a much bigger picture, and this is just a piece of that. Yeah. Five hundred thousand dollars. Why five hundred thousand dollars, Ryan? Um, so we based this estimation on parks that had come in to New York recently, um, largely Oswego and Saranac Lake. Hmm. Um, we looked at the size of each park and how much they cost, and built our estimate from there. Mm -hmm. All right, so uh, and, and what does a $500,000 skateboard park look like? How many acres does that cover? I don't know about acres, but about 10,000 square feet. Okay. And that's poured concrete dug into the ground mm -hmm. to make, you know, unique shapes and curves and everything. So it would be like a bowl, so to speak. Like, you know, they, you know, in other words, the, le the top level would be slightly above ground or the majority of it would be below <laughs> ground. 
It would really depend on just the design. That's one of the things we're fundraising for first is to actually get a design made, and that's going to cost us about $10,000. Hmm. Who designs that? Who's the guy? Who, you know, There are several companies. Patrick Curry or somebody? Or, you know, who, who, any, anyone, anyone local? Or you, you um, do... Not as far as I'm aware of. We hosted a poll on our Facebook group, and you know, companies like Evergreen, Team hmm. Payne, those are the top names right now. Um, hmm. Pillar Design is also included in a lot of the talk because they're the ones who built the Oswego Park. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that built the Saranac Lake Park, and they do a lot of work in the area. Right. And I guess he is from here. Is he has family around here. Interesting. But he's been doing projects all over the country now. So it's always good to get a specialist that, that focuses in on one area of design. Yes. Like a, like you're going to get a guy like Jack Nicholas to design a golf course because he knows how to design golf courses. But Jack Nicholas doesn't know anything about skateboard parks. Yeah. So, so must, yeah. It's definitely important to have skaters design and build these things because they're the ones who know firsthand what a, a bad design feels like. Hmm. You know, a bad design throws you off your board where you really want smooth transitions, hmm. which is why concrete is the number one material for these things. Sure. The metal ramps and the way those are built, they're, they're usable, yeah. but they're not solid, well-functioning for right. what a skater really wants or BMX or inline or any of those guys. Yeah, it's not just skateboards. It's, no. Yeah, BMX, the, the bikes and all. Yeah, and there's actually a, a really large BMX contingent here. Is there really? Yeah. So you noticed that. Mm -hmm. I, I, I ran into someone last week that's really, truly into this with he and his family. And they, they ride bikes down, I believe, down in uh, Tompkins County or somewhere down down there. Near, I don't know if it's near Binghamton, but he showed me pictures of it. And I'm like, wow, that's 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 remarkable. And he said, there's another one near Rochester. So why is there a big BMX contingency up here? You know, I'm not quite sure. Um, it's just people kind of fell yeah. in love with the sport. How do you know that we have a big community of I've, BMX riders? Talk to them. I've spent a lot of time, you know, as a skater with the rest of the mm -hmm. the community here. Um, you know, several of them have come to like the working meeting we had at city council. Yeah. Um, everyone is involved in the discussion on our Facebook group. This is really mm -hmm. intended to be a community-driven effort, mm -hmm. and a lot of that community involvement has come from the BMX world. So I'm looking at a picture here. This is Spawn Ranch skateboard, skate park. This happens to be in Long Beach, California. Yeah, that was kind of a bare-bones park they did to show that no matter how much money... You know, how how much or how little you raise, you can still build something mm -hmm. out of concrete. We have a whole gallery of mm -hmm. um, design ideas. Uh, would this have lights? I'm assuming a five hundred thousand dollars would probably have lights as well. That's yeah, that's definitely one of the things that we want to include. Um, also, because it's part of the whole park development of the whole island, there's the intent from you know the Greater River Project to make sure there's a bathroom there. Sure. Water for water fountains. Well, you got a lot of water. And would yeah. they incorporate... I'm looking at a design here. I don't know if this is the design. You, you say you don't have yet a design yet. Correct. For, but I'm looking at something here that looks like your typical... I mean, it's, it, is this... Uh, from what you can see here, Nicholas... I uh, checked... Uh, uh, check that. Uh, Mr. Star, Ryan. Uh, does is this looks like what you're, you're planning? Would this be the, a, a similar to the design... At Sewell Island? Definitely some of those elements. So that's what you're looking on screen right now is yeah. kind of a plaza style. Right. But there's other styles of skate parks that are more transition or bowl mm -hmm. driven. Mm -hmm. um, we're looking to have a mix of both. Mm -hmm. My preference is for something like a bowl or a snake run where I can just put in mm -hmm. and just 
carve and move and not have to put my feet down. Right. Other people want more of a street experience where they're jump, you know, they're jumping off of Steps. staircases, going on the rails, that sort of thing. Right. right. That's not my game. That's someone else's. So we're trying to really make sure that everyone's a little bit got a little bit of something in there. How good are you at skateboarding? Um, not great. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Yeah. But I mean, truth be told, I'm more of a, a downhill, you know, kind do, of person. Do you ski? Yes. Do you water ski? I used to. I but used you, to compete so as a kid. Word, yeah, you're good though. And when you say I you're not hold, that good at skateboarding, you're probably good, but you're not great. I, yeah, okay, we can go with that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. can hold my own. Yeah. I've, you know, I think stand up, my top speed was like 35 miles an hour, but. Any bones broken? Not from skateboarding. No, uh, oh, how'd you break a bone? Basketball. How do you break bones in battle? Like your ribs? No, my wrist. Uh-uh. This was back in. Fell. Yeah, PE, you know, sixth grade. Right, right, right. You know, I was, I got hit down to the ground and the guy landed on my arm and mm-hmm. that was that. Both yeah. bones. And, and, but you've never broken a bone on skateboarding or BMX? No. Road rash. Oh, road, road rash yeah, is right. the biggest risk for me. Yeah. Where, where do you get, I mean, if you, I know I'm getting personal here. Where do you get road rash? On your, your thigh, your buttocks, or oh, where do you get it? Knees and elbows. Knees and elbows. All scars. And you have to live with them for like months before they're, you know, healed correctly. You're a young guy. Yeah, not that young. <laughs> well, and then and when you get older, you're going to wish that you were this age. So think of it that way. Yeah. All right. So then here's the thing. And I mentioned this at the outset with Ryan Starr. You show up here. How many years have you been here? Four or five years. Four or five years, and you've taken an active role in something that's been on the docket, amongst other things like the dog park, let's have an adult center, things that the community needs, we still do, and you come virtually as an outsider. How did you get involved with this to begin with? I mean, I've always been kind of a community-driven person, but one of the things that you, as a a skater, when you show up to a place is, you know, how good is the skate park, even if it's not my you know, top thing, mm-hmm. I would still go use a skate park from time to time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, for a city of this size, something better really needs to be built. You are cliff only. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. And, so did, did you, and you're referring to, of course, the, the skateboard park we have here. Yeah. yeah. And I guess those ramps have been around for 20 some years. They've been kicked around mm-hmm. town a couple of times. Mm-hmm. They're now on an old basketball court, it looks like. Right, right, right. And they've been at the old basketball court for a while now, I think for for at least 20 years <coughs> that I can remember. But, you know, this is not an area where it's, you know, we're not even good skiing areas. And we were just talking to someone from Snowtown, USA. They try to do events this year, but we don't have enough snow. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, I like get, to ski if that's a concern. But that's one thing. Yeah, it's just crazy, craziness. Um, the one thing is, is, is clear that when it is a nice day, like today, I wouldn't be surprised if there's someone skateboarding today uh, on, that, on that skateboard. So would this be open year-round? Yeah. And people have been known to go out there and shovel snow just to get some, you right, know, right. some runs in. So what is it with a skateboard mentality? And let me just explain where I am with it. And, and don't take this in the wrong way. I see a rebelliousness with skateboarders. I don't know why. And correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan, in that it seems like skateboarders are rebellious because they don't like other things. They don't play basketball. I could be wrong in this. You could stop me at any time. But it seems like this is mine. This is what I like. I'm going to be in the middle. I'm going to do my stuff in the middle of the street. If you don't like it, screw you. And I've seen that. And, And then the other thing I can't understand is why can't anyone do the flip? 
And I don't know what it's called. They, the kickflip. The kickflip. Why, why is that so impossible? I mean, I haven't been able to figure it out either, but I know a lot of guys who can do it. It's not impossible. It <laughs> looks impossible. I see the same. I was down in Asheville, uh, North Carolina, years ago, and all these kids were doing the flip, 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 and nobody got it right. And I just sat there for like a half an hour, and nobody got it right. Yeah. No one broke their ankle. Some people fell over. The skateboard would kick out uh, yeah. across the street. Is it that difficult? It, it takes dedication. Yeah. It takes practice, and people really have to want it. Right. And for a lot of people, it's not really necessarily a rebellious thing. That's certainly right. a thing. It's certainly a stereotype. But mm -hmm. it's a uniquely individual, creative mm -hmm. sport. It's a way to get exercise in and express yourself in a way that, you know, you feel is you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, but, and that's what I'm saying. Uh, uh, is, it, is it because they don't like the other sports? Uh, they don't want to be a team player? They like to hang out with their own group and do their own thing. Not entirely, of course, but in a general sense, because I'm a general, generalized type of guy. <laughs> I categorize people, and I notice that that seems to be the common denominator. Am I right or wrong? Hey, you're going you're gonna to impress me for black and white answers, and I'm definitely a gray no, area kind of guy. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's certainly an aspect of that, but like, I'm a soccer guy. I used to coach soccer, play soccer. I used to live and breathe soccer while skating. Mm -hmm. So it's just... I wouldn't say necessarily people reject it as a whole. It's just, you you know, there have a lot of different options, and it's the options that make culture rich. And by having a facility like this, we're talking to Ryan Starr, talking about the, the uh, actually building what would amount to a half a million dollar, how many, whatever, 10,000 square foot yeah. uh, uh, sk skateboard park in so on Sewell Island, You've gotten the, uh, I guess you could say, uh, the go-ahead from Councilman Cliff Only, who's been talking about stuff like this, because our youth here doesn't have enough to do. We have a YMCA, family YMCA, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the average kid can get in there. You have to subscribe to it as a family, whichever. Uh, plus, we, there's a lot of time downtime this time of year uh, where kids just don't have enough to do. So this is a quality of life issue, in your opinion, right? Absolutely. I mean... Having a variety of options is going to be important for any community. This is just one facet of what Watertown needs. I mean, yes, it needs pools. It needs other things, too. Yeah, we don't need pools. Yeah. No, it's good. <laughs> we got four of them, though. But anyway, yeah. yeah well, no, it's good. It's, and all those things are, are being built. The north side's next. Should be done by spring. And those will be good for the next 80 to 100 years. A skateboard park, once it's built, I mean, we talked about the wooden one. It's kind of a temporary fix, but it's been there a long time. I figured as long as it's maintained, it could last for, for centuries, no? Yeah, I mean, that's why concrete is what is the material to build out of. It's a lot more durable, and it will last long, you know, longer than the other materials that are available on the market, you know, metal, wood. How's it weather. do against the salt, though? You know, the salt in the air from the cars and, and what the DOT puts on the road all the time. It's, it's not bad. Well, I okay. mean, I've skated... You know, skate parks at 14,000 feet in Colorado where, you know, they salt the roads all you right, know, sure. season. It's sure. not an issue. Mm -hmm. You know, snow has a, a bigger impact on the metal ramps and wood ramps than they would on concrete. So would people have to pay to get in? Is no. it a pay to play? It's all free. It's, it's got to be all free. It's got to be open <laughs> to the public. Everyone's welcome. Mm -hmm. um, that's even a requirement for some of the grants mm -hmm. that... We're you know, looking to apply for the skate park project requires that it has to be free admission. It only makes sense. So uh, I've driven over the Pearl Street Bridge a gazillion times. 
I'm driving over in my mind right now from Watertown. How far off the road would you think that this uh, skate park would be when you're crossing the uh, the island there? We on don't the know. Um, we haven't even had a chance to get out there on the island yet. We, we were going to try and do that right before the snow arrived, but with the sun setting so late, people getting out of work, you know, by the time we would get out there to go see, it would be dark. All right, so, but, but, so you, but it will definitely be on Sewell Island then? Yes, okay. that's, that's part of the city council resolution. That's the location. Interesting. And did you, have you had any pushback from the location? Not really. I mean, some people certainly advocate for it to stay where it is at, uh, at the fairgrounds. Right, because they're accustomed to that. And it is, it, it's a central location here on Coffin Street. Yeah. You, you say no to that? I mean, to be honest, my preference was Factory Square, but... Well, it's the same place, really. I mean, it's just not that far from, from Sewell Island, so you're in the same no. spot. Yeah. Um, that's what, that, it's funny that you should say that, because that's, that's where the, the dog park was originally supposed I've, to be. I've noticed the yeah. same, yeah. <laughs> but, but people said because of Abe Cooper, who buried a lot of people back there, apparently, back in the day when it was a metal place, uh, they said it's, once again, a DEC nightmare. But I think it's been cleaned up uh, back there. But I mean, So you thought that would be a good option. Yeah, I mean, one of the the things that we want to consider for a location is how close it is to various amenities, a gas station, right. bathrooms, sure. you know, food. Those are kind of things that we really want. Um, Factory Square is a little bit closer, but again, Sewell Island is it's not right there. far. It's, it's, um, it's a stone's throw away, which yeah. is good. So, But that's interesting. $500,000 doesn't get you a bathroom facility in all this? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not challenging. I'm that's just a, asking. That's a good question. So, um this all kind of falls back into the greater river development plan mm -hmm. for Sewell's Island down to where, where Maggie's is. Right, right. I mean, for Sewell's Island, they're putting in more than just a skate park. There's talk about putting in a kayak put in. Um, there's an open park space they've been talking about putting there as well. They're mm -hmm. really going to develop it into a larger, kind of like a second Thompson Park. Right. And we'll just but utilizing a, the beauty of the, the Black yeah. River. And we'll just be part of that. That's awesome. So, are you in the right place, right time, as far as this is all concerned? Because this was not on the table years ago, needless to say, uh, and now it's in its infancy. So, yes and no. I mean, this is not the first time the community here has tried to build a new skate park. Mm -hmm. This is just the furthest we've gone with it so far. You know, we actually got the city to unanimously approve the project. No, it was kind of surprising finding the whole city council can unite about, you know, doing this, improving, you know, right. making a new skate park. Sure. Makes sense. Because the, the, the question of quality of life, particularly for young people, has always been on the table. And, and, and now you're saying because the BMX and not to mention a, a growing. And once you get the a skateboard park, you're going to make more skate skaters out of all this. It's, oh, yeah. it's just an I mean, that's a good assumption to make. How can f people find out more uh, about this and how they can help you out, Ryan? So we've got a Facebook group. Um, everyone is free to join. Everyone is encouraged to participate and, you know, give us, our, you know, give us their ideas. Mm -hmm. um, you can search Facebook for it. Um, it is the uh, Skate Park for Watertown, New York on Facebook. Nicholas Starr, or rather, no, I'm sorry, that's somebody else. You're Ryan Starr. I'm, I'm the same person. I just oh, that's your what's it your you know your your skateboard name? No, that's <laughs> just what I use on Facebook. A little la layer of privacy. And, no, I understand. I understand. And there are also other Ryan Stars that are involved in music like I am, and I don't want to be confused with the rest. Oh, of Oh, that's them. true. There is, a, and here's a, boy, there's a heck of a, a park right there that they're building somewhere out west. Uh, that looks very very nice. So really, at the end of the day, it's the same. 
materials used for for pools. It's, it's rebar and, and, and concrete. Yeah, you know, a lot of skaters started in pools in the backyard. That's true. Yeah, that's a whole. It's a whole little yeah subgenre, if you will, of skate parks. It's, and it's smooth too. Smooth yeah. concrete. Well, Ryan Starr, thank you. Do you want to throw out a phone number or any 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 means so people can get in contact with you? No, the Facebook group is the place to go. Good. All right. Well, listen, uh, and and uh, plug for your wife's business or your North, business. North Country Canine in Seaway Plaza. And uh, I would like to, if you don't mind, I'll stay in touch with you after today's show, Ryan, uh, to see if we could do like a downtown n- uh, news feature uh, cool. that I can do with you. Okay? Great. Ryan Starr, thank you very much. No I'm going to do a break right now. It's already 24 uh, minutes before the hour. Let's do a break, and we'll be back with more of the Live at Five show for Tuesday. You've put off getting a new bed. You really Good. want Excellent. a new bed. Let's be honest. You well, thank you very much. And then once we get closer to all this, Express the person really to go on the answer for you for the new year. Any Call 855-858-5807. Uh, thanks again to Ryan Starr for coming in. Uh, ambitious project. Hopefully that happens. Would make a heck of a lot of sense, right? Uh, and uh, and such a good point. If you're gonna have a skateboard park, you gotta get there by way of you know, as opposed to going uphill, like we always said. Back in my day, we would have to go back and forth from school uphill. Don't ask how. We just did. Gravity was different back in the day. I'm an old fart. What can I tell you? Shut up. Somebody on the phone, higher in the air. Hey, Glenn, the only problem I see with the skate park going there is that river. That river really flows down through there. Yeah, but but it's an island, though, though. Right, but it's right next to the river. Yeah, oh, and that hey. river is moving fast down through there. So are you saying that it's, it gets flooded? No, 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 no. Kids. You know, teenagers. Oh, you're, say, you're saying if they just go off the beaten path and, yeah, I see. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Have you seen how fast that river moves, moves down through there? Especially in the uh, late spring, sure, sure. Oh, all, all year long it moves down through there pretty good. Well, then, you know, I mean, I see what you're saying. That can happen. I, I, yeah, you got to put kids closer to the river. There's a higher chance. you got to put a fence around it, no? Oh, yeah, but um, I'm still thinking some kids will climb that fence to go down to that river. Yeah, well, those those are dumb kids. If they're going to do it, they need to put it more towards, like, you know, um, shooties over that way further. Right, right. On, the, on that island instead of, you know, towards Huntington Street. Right. Because well, there's just a small part of the river coming down through there. Yeah, no, I get it. If, 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 you know what, though, uh, uh, Satan, if that's the case, then they would have to put some type of, like, ropes uh, all over the river so if in case someone did fall in, uh, they can grab it. <clears throat> I don't know. It's the only thing I can think of, uh, yeah. you know, with those big floats on them. But, uh, yeah, you make a good point. And then someone said, <clears throat> someone else texted me during that interview. I didn't see this until now. Uh, not sure. Yeah, they actually, I you too. Yeah, well, there's not. Ex- uh, not sure they actually approved the skate park. I think it was approved uh, to do the research to have a skate park in Sewell Island. But he says I'm not sure. So they, I don't know. But I think that's a great location and it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, they would have to take some safety precautions. But Satan, oh, wow, yeah. look at this. Satan's actually thinking for the children. Go figure that out. Oh yeah, I, I know how that river is. I fished that river for years. Yeah. Well, and that's another. I actually used to go swimming over there when I was a kid. Well, maybe they might have kayak races there, you know, originating from there, too, and as part of the, the development. I mean, there's so many yeah, things we can do. you know where that trestle is? That, uh, yes, yes. That comes out on Water Street? Yes. I used to, we used to jump off the top of that. Yeah, I'm sure. How deep is the water there? Oh, it's deep. I never touched bottom. There was buildings next to it, too, we used to jump off of. Huh, nice. It's amazing. We used to eat. Yeah, I, uh, I used to skateboard when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I Down never Down underneath uh, Woolworth in the parking garage and stuff. Right. And you probably went over the uh, the old uh, Court Street Bridge, too. 
Oh, all, all my initials were all over underneath that bridge. Right, right, yeah. That, that was one of my hangouts. Yeah, of course. Satan always had to hang out in the bowels of all right, society. Go I gotta go. Thank you, buddy. Uh, that's uh, Satan on the uh, Live at Five show. All right, so the big news today, uh, there was a stabbing on uh, 1100 block of State Street. Uh, it was a domestic issue. A uh, stepdaughter didn't have a way. She was disrespected, and she stabbed her stepmom. That's how I read it. Um, it happened in the morning. Somehow or other, Channel 7 still insisted on doing stories about Donald Trump at the top of the hour. I'm sure at 5 they changed that tune and had you know someone down there doing a report. But uh, that, that's a story you got to start off with at the, at the outset. It's at 8 o'clock, it was probably, you know, the police probably knew about it by 8.30. Seven probably knew it around the same time. And, you know, we're starting off at the top of the hour at noon hour, and we're talking about Donald Trump and Im- Im- immune. I forget what it was about. I forget which issue, one of the trials. It's like, come on. I mean, just like the president would say, come on, man, please. You know, just like Jeff Graham says, if it bleeds, it leads, right? And that one was bleeding. Hopefully the woman is okay. And the other big story locally, and I, you know what? I should have called this up. Let's see if we can get this on here. I can't believe our own Donnie. Donnie, if you're listening, and I know uh, a pharmacy friend, don't, don't walk away from this one. This is actually a good, here it is, because um, Donnie's a friend. I'm not on my Facebook page. This is rude of me to do this. But uh, Donnie is out in California. So earlier today, let's see if he if he posted it on his own Facebook page. I hope he did. Uh, he's He met up with Caitlyn Jenner. You know who Caitlyn Jenner is. Uh, Bruce Jenner is now Caitlyn Jenner. Because Bruce Jenner was not getting enough attention as Bruce Jenner, a uh, decathlon athlete. And as a consequence, he changed his sex. Now I can't find it. This this is good stuff because he saw Donnie saw him. Is this it? Let's see if this is the one. Donnie's got two different. Uh... Oh, here it is. I found it. Oh, this is awesome. All right, so let me set this up. Let me let me make sure I got this all set up here. Donnie goes to a restaurant. He's out in Los Angeles or somewhere out there, right or in that area, right? And he sees Caitlyn Jenner at a restaurant. And he writes some disparaging remark about him. But somehow or other, he meets him out in the parking lot. This is, this is Caitlyn Jenner in his, like, Land Rover. And he's with his dog. And it's clearly Jenner. And from what I understand from the text here and from what Donnie said, that he said, hey, I have a YouTube channel. Would you mind if I ask you some questions? And Caitlyn Jenner said, sure. Which, by the way, in its own right is dangerous because he's a well-known celebrity. He is an A-list celebrity. There's no doubt about it. For a while, no one cared who he was. Then he got involved with uh, Chris uh, uh, Kardashian. He married her. This is after her husband died, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he had a kid. She's beautiful. She's a billionaire already. She likes rap stars. Hey, now. And, uh, and then after all, the, you know, uh, uh, living with the Kardashians, whatever, the Ryan Seacrest show, during that time frame, he was talking, that is, Bruce was talking about making the transition. Now he is. And our own Donnie, flat earth Donnie, sees him at a restaurant and meets him out in the parking lot. And this is what happened as he's sitting in his car with his dog. So did you hear about the earth being flat? No, you you think the government tells us the truth about the Earth's shape? No, I'm not, I'm not going down this road. Have a wonderful day. 
And that was it. And he drives away, and the dog is sitting between is behind Caitlyn Jenner. But I just thought it was so so nice of him to give him uh, Donnie an opportunity to to interview him out in the parking lot, and then Donnie has to blow it like he did with Lee Zeldin asking him a question about flat Earth. There's so many other questions he could have asked him. Of course, Donnie is a homophobe, so he probably probably would have went in that direction, and Caitlin would have drove out. Any, but I just thought it was so nice of Caitlin to uh, to 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 offer an interview for his YouTube channel. But he blew it, and as he's driving away, there's there's a cute dog looking at Donnie, and I'm 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 thinking in my head like, Hey, Dad, are all people from upstate New York as crazy as that guy? <laughs> that's the way I think. So that's on Facebook. Let's see how many comments he got. Um, no, that's about it. Oh, he's, he's got three shares. Richard Gladel said, nice one, Donnie. Richard's a nice guy. Richard would be the type of guy that would said, uh, I know you shot three people, but you know what? You did it with a smile on your face. Good for you. <laughs> he's always, he's always going to be optimistic. 755-1240. All right. So I told you our own Dr. Michael Schwartz is now being subpoenaed. And it's, it, again, this is a work in action. But, uh, you know, Mike, I've come to know him. I've been on his, on his own podcast a couple of times now. Uh, but the show here, uh, rather, the, this, this link that he has, Amazon censored uh, uh, authors who've, uh, who've created books about the COVID-19 vaccines uh, back as early as 2021. They're getting pressure, the Biden administration, getting pressure. Uh, from, and now they're, they're, they're saying that there's too much controversy out there. Uh, the Dr. Michael Schwartz's of the world are telling the wrong story. Uh, it, it, and it says in the article in the post, if you search for vaccines under books, you see what comes up. Um, and, and they're concerned that th- when you do, do some research on Google and whatnot, that these books will show up. So Amazon officials initially balked at performing a manual intervention to remove certain book titles from appearing. Uh, you know, this is like Ron DeSantis. He's burning books! Uh, they say we will not be doing a manual intervention today, an email between Amazon executives. But the team uh, uh, public relations feels very strongly that it's too visible and will further compound the Harry Sally narr- narrative, which is getting the Fox News treatment today, apparently. So, yeah, they're after the, uh, the Dr. Michael Schwartz's of the world. And, uh, and, and, and with that, with this article today... Uh, Mike gets a call from uh, attorney Alan, Alan Dershowitz, who he does not know, but he reached out to him. And so, again, I just said yesterday, despite the fact that our Facebook page wasn't working, we had audio issues yesterday, and Mike might not have missed this. I heard this, rather. But the sky's the limit for Mike because he was one of the first, and yet a lot of people could write a book about this, that, and the other thing. But Mike is obviously very intelligent, never got the shot, explains why, coming out with a second book, his timing, timing is impeccable if he could stay at a jail. I mean that seriously, too. Hi, you're on the air. You must have been reading my mind. I'm, I guess so. Oh, it's Richard Gladel. Hey, that skate park, uh, I grew up down there. You know, I lived on Huntington Street. Yeah. I used to fish down in there and all that and kayak and all kinds of good things. And from that point where the power dam is there from my, where my house was on Huntington Street, Mm-hmm. That is pretty dangerous right there, but summertime, yeah. you can walk across there. Right. Oh, is that shallow? But you don't want That's kids going into the water at any time because it encourages no, when bad I, behavior. I heard that. I thought, you know what? Yeah. You've got to put some kind of fence around it. But right. Right. Where that, where the, There's where another the hundred grand. Is, all the way down to um, 
uh, you know, where the bar used to be down there on Huntington Street, right? Mm-hmm. On the right. Right, right. Uh, that's all fenced in like a big fence. That was never there when I was a kid. Hmm. Well, I mean, I think after they took down, um, you know, the, uh, all the structures there, uh, they they just fenced it off for whichever reason. But I I, I think it's a great spot. And would you, can you? Uh, I mean, I don't want to encourage SG to call in from his from his uh, from his apartment out there in Henderson, Nevada. But would you would you think that it would also be a good spot for for a dog park too? Or should I even ask that question? Forget it. I you didn't ask what? that question. You know what? That thought came up in my mind before you even said that. It yeah, came up I, in my I, mind earlier. I said, you know what? That would have been a good spot, but he wouldn't have liked that neither, probably. Right, right, right. right. Well, you know? yeah, exactly. Just so, like he's, yeah. I mean, in my opinion, it wouldn't be bad to have a skate park up up in the in the Thompson Park if they put it in a, in a correct location. Uh, yeah, yeah, but but just you like know, the, let's, make the, let's get the use of the park up there. Let's make oh, something of it. Yeah, that's, yeah. A da- that's a dangerous place, though, Glenn. I, I used to swim down there too off that bridge. Wow, we're poo-pooing the Sewell Island idea. Across, yeah, I lived across the street. I know you said that, but it's no big deal. Kids can survive. They're, they're, they're smart enough to realize, hey, I'm on a skateboard. I'm not going to jump in the water. The river's been there for millions of years. We've been here for less. I don't see any kid you know, bobbing up and down dead in the, in the river, Rich. I think it's still a great idea. And the park is a terrible idea because, like the gentleman said, you, 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 can't, you can't get there by going uphill. And it, would, it, would be, it just wouldn't work. No? Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah that's true, too, but... Well, at least down there, if they're going to have it there, you know, you could put in some poles down there and just have them heavy-duty ropes. Right, right. Just you know, in case yeah. some kid is stupid enough like to jump in the like water, you, you know, like or you skipping stones. Have some uh, extra ropes there with the floats on them in case they had to throw them off into something. Right, because, Rich, you know this. You're older than I am. We come from a generation where the, you know, there was no consideration for safety. We were around asbestos. We were, drink, uh, we were eating uh, uh, lead paint ch- chips. Yep. Uh, yeah. uh, we didn't have seat, seat belts for a good part of our, our, our generation. Uh, we survived. We learned. We said, if, if you, and just like the Indians say, let them play with fire because when they do, they won't do it again. So yeah, they, they, we they can't coddle our, our kids anymore, especially skateboarders, because they have more nerve than, than the average skateboarder because they're skateboarding. I wouldn't but get it. Over there by the bridge, yeah. there's a flat landing spot and that you can actually put a boat in and go up the river up to uh, Water Street to Chapman's Watermatic. I used to go up there all the time underneath that factory in February and March and the ice was coming down. Mm-hmm. The cops are yelling at me, what are you doing out there? I go, oh, I'm just taking a boat ride. Right, right. I'm just going to freeze to death. Them thing, we did them things in our day, but I would never do it now. No, of course not. And, and, no. and some kids would do it today. But I think it's a great, I, I just think, yeah, there would have to be precaution. I take some yeah, precautions. We got to give the kids some place to go and do things, you know? Exactly. Instead of, like, smoking weed when they're 13 years old and the weed right. sucks. At least if you're going to well, smoke you know it all, get some when, good weed. Go when ahead. When I was Sorry. younger, we had church league basketball. All the churches had teams. Yeah. And Saturdays when we played. All that stuff's gone. I don't know what happened. Uh, I, I talked to a guy years ago. And he mentioned the same thing. He says, you know, you look at these sandlot uh, baseball fields and basketball courts, and there's just back in the day, people would play on them. And now, and, and you know, ultimately people say, well, it's the Internet, you know, it's Tinder, it's this and that. And, I th- and then you see the average kid at the age of 12 is, is at least 5, 10, 15 pounds heavier than, than we were. Uh, and they're, and they're, they're pigeon-toed already. It's, it's a shame what's, what's happening. We're just not as active. So I think a skateboard park and the development of Sewell Island, regardless of whether or not someone's going to drown, 
uh, is is definitely a good step forward. I, I totally agree. Yeah. Rich, I got to go. Yeah, I got another call, but thank you, my friend. All right, bud. I'll talk, talk to you. Later. That's uh, Rich Gladel. Hi, you're on the air. Glenn. Yes, it's uh, it's our friend Big Steve Malbuff. What's up, man? What's happening? What are you doing? You must love that. I, I'm, I, are you promoting uh, high-quality marijuana for 13-year-olds? <laughs> no, uh, 13 and a half is, is, is that's uh, well, no, I'm just saying that kids should have something more than just hanging out and getting high. And I think you will agree yeah, with that. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, is it us or is it the world that has changed? Or what's going on here? Well, it's a little bit of everything. I think one... Uh, as a as a baby boomer, you're not quite a baby boomer, but you're an X generation guy. I think we've succumbed to the whole new world order when it comes to kids and and safety and, and allow the schools to dictate. You know, let's face it. When, when we say all oh, these these uh, neighborhood parks aren't being utilized like back in the old days, the schools have taken on a role uh, where you know after school activities, which we had, but they've stepped them up where girls play, boys play, obviously. And but I think it, it doesn't go beyond that, Steve. Uh, it's it's always once kids get out of high school, you have nothing left anymore, and you're still a young person. Uh, so I, I just yeah. think more local stuff is, is is fine. You talk about Toby Keith at all? No, I'm sorry because we had a guest and I get lost on that. But yes, Toby Keith died at 62 uh, of stomach cancer, and uh, I'm I'm very saddened by that. Um, and I can't believe how many hit songs he had. Uh, Red Solo uh, Cup, he, yeah. Just it never. I mean, I was listening to uh, Y2K Country today at work, mm-hmm. and you just you lose track of all those songs mm-hmm. that you grew up loving. You know what I mean? Thirty years ago, he was he was he was a hit in 1993, and he was. And a first, lot of times, he showed first up. His song was uh, first. First hit song was should have been a cowboy. I should have been a cowboy. You know, uh, there was a he used to do the roasts. You know, the Friars Tuck roast. You know, the ones with. Uh, uh, my, Ross, Smart, whatever his name was, and uh, one guy. It was funny because he would show up. He was very good at the at the raw at the roasts, he, and a lot of times he wrote his own jokes. And nobody screwed with him because he was a big ass cowboy. He shows up. He plays semi pro football. Shows up in his big ass hat, and he's you know barking at someone or other. And then one guy goes up there, and he, and he he had a line. This this guy has since died. I forget his name. <clears throat> he was one of the best. He said, "Yeah." We got uh, Toby Keith here. He's the guy who put big and bigot, and and even Toby Keith laughed at that one. But the, he was he he was he was a bit of a bigot, um, but I liked him for it. I, you know, he he was he was all a, a red, white, and blue like the song he sang, and uh, he's a big yeah, you loss. Talk about you know we're talking about how we see the world differently, and you and you forget how much time goes by, Glenn, from mm-hmm. when when we were kids, and uh, but. Look at how much country music has changed right. since Toby Keith was first, you know, was he was the biggest, he was on the highest, the yeah. highest mountain you can be on as a, yeah. as a superstar. He yeah. was on that mountain. Yeah. And look how much has changed, just yeah. country music alone. Oh, it sucks. It's awful. It's, it's never it's, been worse. It's like, it's like they, it's like all these country singers now. Every once, every once in a while, one right. of pop like, right. I really like Morgan Wallen and stuff like that. But right, right. Luke Combs. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's giving accolades to this kid. What's his name? Luke Combs. <coughs> oh, he's yeah. he, he, he. Look at him. He's overweight. He's I, an average I, guy. I was big on Luke Combs, but when yeah. he did the 
when he did the Tracy Chapman thing, I was like, no, nah, man. Yeah, I, I'm not. I, I, I don't understand. No. Me, you're 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 no. you're co-tailing on someone else's success. It's like, okay, I want to be a singer. Okay, what what are you singing today? <gasps> she loves me, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that song's already been taken. Well, I'm doing my own oh, version of fast it. Fast car, fast car. Yeah, no, I, you know what I'm saying. I mean, why create your own stuff? Don't do the kid rock thing and, and they, sing and someone they, else's song. And then they sing it together. I didn't watch, Obviously, I didn't watch the Grammys. I don't, I don't know what it is. I did. But it was very good. Well, of course you did. Yeah. Well, but no. they sing at the Grammys, and I mean, I'm like, oh, I just, I'm not a Luke Combs fan anymore. No, I'm not. Why? Because he did that. And you, it's not. No, nah, yeah. Just because that song just, like, really turned me off. Huh. I love the song because I was I lived it. You know yeah. what I mean? I was there. But right, right. Yeah, he did that song. I was like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a little. Yeah, country. His pop is terrible. He's like, he's like one of them guys we were talking about. Toby Keith would have never sang "Fast Car" from Tracy Chapman. Well, I don't think he. I, I, I don't think Toby Keith ever did a, a cover song in his life. He, he created his Toby own did. music, and if he did, I'm Toby a unfamiliar. Yeah, he was his own man. And he, he lived by his own standards, and not, not by someone else's music. doesn't make any sense. All right, I got yeah. one more call, though, uh, uh, Big Steve, because we're getting down to the nitty-gritty, and I have to give you an opportunity to, to hang up without saying goodnight. There he goes. That's, that, that's a tradition for Big Steve. He never says goodbye. That's a country song in itself. Hi, you're on the air. Hey. I'm trying uh, to get through since Richard I know. I knew you were going to try to call in. Okay, so did you hear? You can't have a skateboard no. park on top of a friggin' hill. Case closed. <laughs> Case closed, yeah, SG. Yeah, you can. How are you going to get uphill on no a skateboard? Sense. When a family goes to the park, <laughs> they put the skates in the back of the car uh, and they but, go to the park. No, skateboarders the have, the their park, own, uh, are, have bad attitudes. They, 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 they live alone. Yeah, you got to keep them. No, never mind. <laughs> you, you, but, but, I mean, people tell me all the time how many needles they find down in there. Oh, not, stop. You, you want, you oh, they're going to drown. Got to put a fence around it. No, no, it's, I worry about the more the drug in the area than the water. I think kids are smart enough to stay out of the Why, water. You can't get you can't but get like, drugs up at Thompson Park? You, you're not going to find a needle up there? Needle in, I, I, I've never found one, but maybe I'm not sure there has been. I'm not saying there hasn't, but I don't see needles. I've never seen a community poo-poo. By the way, did you hear uh, Caitlin uh, Jenner met up with Don? Uh, oh, that uh, was stupid. That <laughs> was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I gotta go. It's the end of the show. But, but if you want to build up the dairy, build up this person, then put the team. All right, sounds good. All right, that's SG. I don't know what he just said. I have no clue. All right, well, we gotta we gotta finish the show. AM twelve forty WA ten Watertown. Thanks to uh, Ryan. And up next, CBS News. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Monica Ricks. A groundbreaking verdict in Michigan today where a school shooter's mother has been convicted on murder charges. CBS's Matt Piper reports she now faces up to 60 years in prison. She is the first parent in the United States to go on trial in a mass shooting carried out by their child. We find the defendant guilty of involuntary manslaughter. A jury finding Jennifer Crumbly guilty.